Hey, thanks for joining us here on the New Adjuster Podcast. I'm Jeremiah Long, the head video producer here at CNC. We're interviewing a few of our adjusters and trainers, bringing you tons of insider tips and advice for becoming an adjuster, what it's like being deployed, and more. We hope these interviews will help you launch you further into your career as an adjuster. Also, be sure to check out our official YouTube channel at Catastrophe and National Claims. There you will be able to watch the full episodes and the shorter clips of these podcasts. Hello, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the New Adjuster Podcast. I'm sitting here with Murphy and Kelsey. Um, can y'all tell us a little bit about what y'all do here at CNC? Yeah, um, so like she said, my name is Murphy Bugs. I'm the property claims manager at CNC. Um, a lot of it just comes with kind of overseeing the operations of our desk and our field adjusters as it relates to our property department. Um, but we have a lot of great help, a lot of great supervisors that help with that. Uh, it's not just a one-person job, so a lot of different people go in to make it sure um, that that operation goes smoothly. So, Hey, I'm Kelsey Arrington. I am a property supervisor at CNC. We work for... Um, I work for one carrier over a couple supervisors and a boatload of desk adjusters, and we um, handle daily claims, property claims, uh, and cat work. Good. Um, so we've done this previously with some field adjusters. Could, can you kind of explain what a desk adjuster does? I know it's, you know, other than the obvious, they're working at a desk versus field adjusters, but can you kind of explain what the differences may be as far as yeah. So desk adjusters, they handle the claim from start to finish. Uh, we work on getting the claim first contact with the insured. They send any acknowledgement letters. They work on the claims. They are the number one contact with the insured in-house. So while a field adjuster, yes, goes to their house, is in contact with the insured, the desk adjuster is the one who goes over all of their coverage, all of the claims-related payments, all of, um, all of that. So desk adjuster works from start to finish for the claim, they are number one contact. They uh, write coverage letters. They do everything in between that the field adjuster sends in their documents for. So a lot of their work would be based on uh, working with a field adjuster, potentially getting the information as far as damages. Uh, or Absolutely. The field adjuster sends in all of their documents to the desk. Uh, we have a QC department as well that reviews them. But the desk adjuster actually makes the coverage decision from the field adjuster's documents. Okay. Um, now, with desk positions, we also we often will get asked, is there remote positions available? Is that something that is ever a possibility for a desk adjuster, or is it always in an office? Yeah, absolutely. So there's definitely remote positions. I mean, matter of fact, probably 50% of our property department is remote um, in different states, you know, Iowa, Michigan, North Carolina, Georgia, all over the place, really. So we definitely have remote positions that are available um, you know, and we like to hire people as remote. Um, you know, a lot of it goes into, you know, making sure you're responsible, using your time wisely and things, just because you're not in an office setting with everybody else. Um, but we have found that folks that do remote work do a really good job. So, yeah, I mean, it's something that we, you know, are definitely okay with and, you know, positions that we hire for, absolutely. Right. With, um, with a remote position, would they be required to come into an office for a trial period to kind of see you know, to, so you can evaluate to see if they're even capable of working remote. I mean, what's kind of the expectations on that? Or if someone just gets yeah. hired and, hey, send me my stuff, let me let me work so, from home from day one. Yeah, we do go through an interview process at first, so we get to know a little, about, a little bit about them, what they've done in the past, but then we also ask them to come in for a week, you know, 
um, get to know us, get to know the supervisors that are in the office. All of our supervisors right now are local, so we're always here. We go through a week, maybe two weeks of training to begin with, then we can also do remote training as well if needed. But we do ask all of our new desk adjusters to come into the office for training for at least a week. Right. Okay, um, I know that you mentioned earlier that you do everything from uh, cat work to daily work. Um what kind of shifts or hours are typically related to desk adjusting? Because I know with field, our field adjusters anticipate being out in the field, you know, seven days a week, 12 hours a day. So how is that relatable to what a desk adjuster could expect? Yeah, so I think a lot of it depends on the workload for a desk adjuster. You know, I mean, if it's, if you're just talking about your daily work, a lot of times it's, you know, eight, nine-hour days with an hour lunch somewhere in there. Um, but you know, if we're busy and it's during, you know, catastrophe type settings, you know, we just had a big storm, you know, whether it be a big hurricane or a bunch of hailstorms, something like that, you know, we could potentially go into the 12 hour work days, seven days a week. Um, but it's not all the time. I would say desk adjuster is more of kind of your steady, you know, 40, 45 hour work week, you know, pretty much throughout the year, unless we were to have a big event. Okay. Another Texas Fergie's. Right? That's <laughs> great. I thought that was going to happen again. I we, did so <laughs> we did too. We were kind of looking at that like, is it going to be a repeat? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So with um, a field adjuster, you know, we know the skills you got to be able to climb and, you know, identify damage. What would you think the skills were would be needed for a claims professional or desk adjuster? Definitely um, oral skills. Uh, just talking to insureds to be able to go over and explain a situation. So while they don't have to write an estimate, they should know how to read an estimate. They should know what they're looking at to be able to adequately explain to an insured their coverages. Um, You know, this part of your roof isn't covered for this reason, uh, and this is why it says in the policy this is why. So they they need to know computer skills. Obviously, we use a lot of different uh, programs and software. We use... um, different systems for different things. So computer and, you know, being able to talk with someone and getting on an insured's level because, you know, they're going through a hard time and we have to know how to be empathetic and sympathetic to to what they're going through and being able to explain everything to them to where they're comfortable and understand their claim. Yeah, I mean, just to piggyback on top of that, I mean, I think customer service is probably the biggest aspect of being a desk adjuster because, I would say 90% of your time is spent on the phone or writing emails to policyholders, representatives, contractors, things like that. So you kind of got to, you have to know how to explain things, how to, you know, be personable so that why you can get the information you need um, and kind of help them along through the process. But yeah, I mean, computer skills, customer service, being able to speak well over the phone, explain your thoughts, you know, precisely. I think that's, I think those are all great qualities to have. Um, with desk adjusting and it being so much on the phone and emails, do you find that a lot of insureds call in and they're upset or uh, maybe even irritable? And how do you kind of prepare your adjusters to deal with that? I mean, do you have like an escalation policy? or Because I know that a lot of times it's not the adjuster's fault and it's the insured that's really just kind of, they're confused you know, and they don't, they don't go through a lot of emotions. Yes. <laughs> They, they get an email and they're like, what the heck is this? Or there's right. the occasion that they don't use an email. Oh, I don't check my emails. I never got that. So we want to make sure that, uh, you know, while if they are upset, that we're making contact by phone especially. That's one of our biggest things is make that voice-to-voice contact with the insured. Let them know that you were there to answer their questions, whether it's some people prefer email, some people prefer phone calls, but we always want to reach out with a phone call just to let them know 
you can call me here. You can call me anytime. We'll be back with you if we're not available. So uh, we always just want them to know that we are there and they're going through a rough time and escalations happen. We do have situations where, you know, insured calls in, well, I haven't heard from my desk adjuster and they want to speak to a supervisor. We have all of our supervisors available to return a call within 24 hours to anyone who, who actually needs that extra backup, needs some extra information and reassurance. And a lot of times we can look at the claim and figure out how to explain it better. Not that the desk adjuster didn't do a good job because we could honestly tell them the exact same thing that the adjuster did and it would still be a different outcome just right. having someone else explain it. Right. Okay. Um, with desk adjusting, what kind of software do you typically use? I know field adjusters are very heavily with Xactimate mm-hmm. and that kind of, so as a desk adjuster, what um, software should you be familiar with or proficient in? Yeah. So I would say probably the one system that we use the most that's pretty widespread throughout all the different carriers we service is Exact Analysis. And that's kind of the sister company to Xactimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you figure Xactimate is more the field adjuster side of things. Exact Analysis is more the desk adjuster side of things. It's a place where okay. you can upload documents, look at photos, type in notes, you know, all your policy information is there, endorsements, exclusions, whatever the case may be. Um, so that's kind of more of your desk adjuster friendly software that we use um, that really, you know, correlates with Xactimate. But other than that, you know, our, our own uh, CMS or claims management system that we use at CNC is something we use all day, every day. And then really based on the carrier will depend on, you know, if we use a different type of, you know, type of software that they have or that's proprietary to them. So um, it just really depends on the carrier, really, that we're servicing. Luckily, all of our systems talk to each other. So you're putting in a note in one system, it typically goes to another, and you don't have to triple your work in some cases. That's nice. So so typically you would think that um, it's the carrier that's going to specify which program you're using, like Simbility, because I know that that's kind of coming back around, um, and it's just based on the carrier. Now, if you have uh, adjusters coming in that – are going to be working through a carrier that uses Simbility. We, you know, we'll get those adjusters up to speed, or is that something you look for before you hire them? Are you proficient with Simbility, or do you offer training on? Yeah, we don't typically ask the desk adjusters uh, to know estimating software. It's okay. preferred, obviously, if they know how to read an estimate, how to write an estimate. But the carriers that we work for now, we don't ask for our desk adjusters to know adjusting software for estimating software. Okay. Um, we use, like Murphy said, exact analysis, which a lot of the documents go from Xactimate to exact analysis. They talk to each other. They are one in the same, basically. You mm-hmm. submit your reports through Xactimate. Um, most of the carriers we use do use Xactimate. I believe Simbility is more on the flood side. I could be totally wrong about that. But when I've used Simbility in the past, it's been with flood claims. So, uh, yeah, I, I feel like uh, the systems we use mostly are Xactware products. Right, so a desk adjuster should definitely be somewhat familiar with exact analysis. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, now licenses. That's always a big question and a big issue. Yep. Uh, would you say that it's as important for a desk adjuster or uh, someone looking to work on the inside to have a variety of licenses um, to be able to work different types of claims, or what's, what's kind of your take or suggestions on the license piece? Yeah, so licensing a lot of time depends on what you want to do. So, I mean, yeah, you've got your big states like Florida, Texas, Carolinas, you know, states like that that are really necessary to have just because those are kind of your hurricane states. You know, if you're right. looking to work, cat work um, for, from a desk perspective, 
you know, those are obviously really important to have. But, I mean, other states too. I mean, you know, New York is a big state for us with one of our carriers. I mean, if you have that, you're, you know, one foot ahead of everybody else because it's so rare to have. Um, Exactly. So, because you have to take your own specific test for New York. I mean, I had to take mine and it wasn't fun. (laughs) I've heard it is. um, (laughs) And I hope I never have to do it again. (laughs) That's why I'm not an adjuster, so I don't have to take that test. Right. That's rough. Yeah. But we do have, um, you know, if you have a New York license, we at CNC have a license reimbursement program that's really great. We um, will ask that you pay for your licenses up front, and if it is needed for the carrier you are working for, CNC does reimburse you for those um, back. Sorry, my phone's vibrating. Um, They do reimburse you on your next paycheck for any licenses that you purchase that are needed for the account that you're working for. Okay, so they can't just come in and it's like, oh, I want all these licenses to add to my profile. No, yeah. Only what? if we need them, but we do I guess have. I'm up for all of them. Right? I want them all. <laughs> I've had a lot of licenses, and I will say now I only keep the ones that are that I need for the carrier. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, people who have been a field adjuster or have been a desk adjuster in the past, they could have 40 state licenses, and it's just not always needed. And, yeah, it's great to keep those up, but we're not always going to reimburse on those we right, yeah. um right. don't need them yeah, i mean if there's a business need yeah they'll you know we'll reimburse for right them, obviously or if you know if cnc asks you hey we need you to get connecticut you know because we're getting a lot of claims there a lot of times cnc will kind of lump that into the reimbursement program you know they'll help cover the cost for you you know and then reimburse you right. on your next check or whatever the case may be so oh, that's good i don't think i've ever heard of a yeah. reimbursement yeah. program that's nice yeah i'm working on my california now and it's not fun almost yeah. as bad as new york really I've heard that about New yeah. Mexico, too, because you have to be bonded yep. before you get mm-hmm. it. Um, There's a lot of hoops to jump through. So for a desk adjuster getting ready for their first appointment, what would you kind of tell them to expect or prepare for? Um, I know we referenced field adjusters, or I have a lot. Um, you know, because their first appointment, they're getting their equipment ready and making sure their vehicle's dependable. So if I am brand new, just got my license, my first appointment, y'all have called me. Yes, I want to be there. What can you kind of advice can you give me to prepare me for what I'm stepping into? Yeah, I think a lot of it depends on what type of deployment you're doing. I mean, obviously it's desk, but are you, number one, are are you having to provide your own equipment? You know, if you're using your own equipment, obviously, you know, have a reliable laptop, you know, that's got a a good processor on it that can, you know, you've got a good Wi-Fi connection, things like that, especially if you're going to be working remote. Um, Those are all important to have. Um, Obviously, you know, notebooks from you know, here to next door, you know, anything and everything to write with. So, you know, those kinds of things. And also just be prepared to adjust and to change maybe how you do things, learn different things. It's going to seem like a lot in the beginning, but really once you get used to using it and you use it every single day, especially in an event when it's maybe seven days a week, 12 hours a day, it's easy to pick up on that process and really make it, you know, second nature to you. So, okay. Yeah. I think that, you know, definitely the internet connection is a big thing. Um, I've had some days at home where I have to hit my hotspot on on my phone, and it's it's not a good day when that <laughs> happens. I'll say, let me drive to the office yeah. instead of doing this. Yep. But uh, the Internet connection, having, you know, um, a workspace in your home, if you are remote, that is quiet, that you're able to focus, and there's not a bunch of people talking or, you know, I, I sometimes have the TV on in the background just for some background mm-hmm. noise. But really being able to focus, um, I would say – having an extra monitor to whatever was provided to you or whatever you already have, go ahead and get you an extra monitor because you're going to need it between, you know, talking to an insured with your computer phone system on this screen and have your emails up over here, claim system. You're going to want enough 
space to review things and look at things. And um, I personally, the the phone application we use with CNC, you can get an app on your cell phone. So I make sure mm-hmm. to have that app downloaded. That way I can respond anytime, answer a phone call anytime I need to. If I, you know, stepped into another room, I personally prefer office work, being here in the office. Me but too. I am... <laughs> obviously one of the few in our department who likes that but I, I would rather be here any day if I am ever working remote it is a dire situation yes. <laughs> like I do not like it because I cannot focus absolutely um touching back to what you said about the equipment mm-hmm. um I know that some carriers will provide your equipment for you mm-hmm. um so there are since you know instances where an adjuster needs to have all of their own equipment yeah, right. so there, yeah, there are instances where they have to have their own equipment. And when we say your own equipment, basically it just comes down to a laptop. I mean, right. you're not talking about a bunch of different, you know, extra things that you have to have for a deployment or, you know, for even to work daily work. I mean, as long as you've got your own laptop, uh, it's always, I mean, we're getting rudimentary, but it's always good to have a mouse, you know, right. have a second screen or even a third screen. Just like Kelsey said, have a separate place to work, too, where, yeah. you know, it's quiet. It's away from everything. You can close a door. You know, if you've got to get on a video meeting, you don't have people walking and talking in the background, things like that. So right. so that's good to know that they should not expect, you know, if you get a deployment, that they're going to ship equipment to you. Right. Because, that, like, again, some carriers do, or you have mm-hmm. to go pick it up. But there are instances where they'll, they'll need their own setup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but I, f- I feel like when, when you do that, you – you know that you this is all you need when you're a field adjuster you have to make sure so right. much your truck's working <laughs> good your, you've got all the food ladder, you've got a place yeah. to stay yeah. and yeah. it's you need a computer and a mouse and another monitor and that's all you need mm-hmm. I, like i said i use my cell phone to make calls um there's literally very little that i have used at home that you know i had obviously a computer is the number one thing right yep. um and so I don't hear, but I kind of want to touch base on it if we can. Uh, compensation. Our desk adjuster, is it normally paid per claim, hourly, daily? What's kind of, what could a desk adjuster expect as far as, you know, not a set number, but, you know, how's it paid? Yeah, I think for us, for the majority of times, it's it's an hourly pay. Um, mm-hmm. It's not done, by, you know, per claim. And that's a good thing in a way because you may have a couple sticky claims where it takes you all day to work two of them, yeah. and then you're really behind the eight ball. You know, whereas if you're getting paid by the hour, you know, obviously you only get those two claims done that day, or you get ten done that day. It's great. You know, you're still making the money for it. Um, so I would say for the most part, it is hourly, and we, you know, we find that that works for you know desk adjusters, especially when they have to work overtime or you know you're mm-hmm. working seven days a week. You know, it's nice to uh, to have those extra hours. I was going to add that, that if you need to work, you know, an extra hour or two a day and you reach out to somebody and say, hey, I need to get caught up on these these few things, you work those couple extra hours and you're compensated for it. Right. It's it's not That's a, nice. a right. daily rate. So especially when it comes into cat season, because while we do work daily claims for the carriers that we work for for property claims right now, we do get cat deployments with them as well. Mm-hmm. So. Um, in addition to the daily claims that we work, we get the CAD deployments. And when those cases come about, you're working 12 hours a day. That's good. Good money there. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is it mainly uh, W-2 or 1099? Yes, yeah, so it's mostly W-2, yeah. Yeah, that's, as a person, that's nice to me because yeah. I don't have to figure oh, yes. stuff right. out. But, and that's nice that, you know, if they have the opportunity to kind of work an hour or so more to mm-hmm. get caught up, um, you know, because some places are – this to this, yeah, right. You know, get caught up when you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that is a nice feature too. Um, 
So is there, in kind of ending, is there anything that you would add, you know, the perks of being a, a desk adjuster versus field adjusting? I mean, they're both, you know, good, but I Go have ahead. opinions. <laughs> I want to no. hear them. I have never been a, a field adjuster. I started here, um, I came in as an admin, basically, in the flood department during Hurricane Harvey. Yep. And... I came in through a temp service, and I never even knew what adjusting was before I came here. Oh, wow. Um, and it was a shock. Um, going from flood, I worked in every department in the flood department. Not every. I was never a field adjuster. But I did um, admin work, uh, QC, did all of that, then switched to property, and it was life-changing. And I think that, you know, working in the office, I don't have to travel anywhere. I don't have to think about leaving my family. I have a three-year-old daughter and just got married last year. So I don't want to have to think about leaving my family for any extended period of time to go make some money. While the money is great, I will admit, you know, being a field adjuster is a little bit different there, but um, CNC is, is home and it has been for the past five years and I don't have to leave home. And that's the number one thing to me. Yeah. Piggybacking yeah. on that, like I said, it's the stability factor, really. I mean, just knowing that you can be in the same place all the time. You're not worried about, i got to worry about where my next hotel is going to be. Do I have enough gas to get to my next, you know, place where I'm going to be doing field claims? I mean, I, th- I think yeah. desk adjusting is maybe not necessarily more for homebodies, but it is best for those types of people, you know, that want to stay in one place and they're not looking to travel and go and go and, you know, and then – when those field claims are gone, you don't have anything to do after that. So then you're kind of waiting around, hoping that yeah. money lasts you till the next one, you know. Whereas being a desk adjuster, you know that every two Fridays, you know, there's stability. You know, you're going to get that check in. Yeah, you know, so. that's how I would have to be like, I know what I'm going to get. Yep, right. I'm not going to have to calculate the expenses that are going to go out right. being on the field. Yep. But, I mean, I've heard people that really like desk adjusting and yep. some that really prefer field. Yep. So there's benefits to both. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I would say, you know, a field adjuster going to desk adjusting is totally different than, you know, a desk adjuster going into the field. It, mm-hmm. Like Murphy was saying, it's more common for a desk adjuster to move to the field, but a field adjuster coming to desk adjusting there, it's a whole different world. Yeah. It's they're used to going out, getting on roofs, you know, crawling in crawl spaces and they're at a desk and they a lot of times don't know what to do with themselves not being in those situations and it's a lot different you're having a lot of different contacts with the insured while yes you were out there in the field but now when you were in the field you would tell them oh no your desk adjuster is going to make the coverage call but now you're the one doing that and it's it's a culture shock almost it's a lot more task work too at a desk you know you've got more kind of like a regimented schedule what you have to do at certain times of the day to make sure all your claims get completed whereas a field adjuster, you may get at their house at 8 o'clock in the morning, you're done by 10, and you say, all right, it was nice to meet you. You never see them again. So, so. so the field to desk adjusters probably have a newfound appreciation for right. desk yeah. adjusters. Yeah, which I think so. helps make field adjusters better field adjusters when they see that side of it as well. Same thing for desk, you know, when they yeah. do a ride-along with a field adjuster and see what their day's like, they have a better appreciation for what they do and what they're going through and how they can help them on future yeah. claims, so. Have y'all ever had um, an adjuster or a scene where one kind of toggles between, you know, if it's cat season, they're working, then they come to desk and go back out, or usually they'll stick to one or the other? Well, um, I would say they don't really intermingle with the desk. A lot of the positions that we have that we're working with the carriers now, they are full-time year. They're not mm-hmm. deployment-based right. positions. Right. So what we have now are year-round all the time employees. It's a stability factor that comes into that. 
Um, while we do have some adjusters that say we've worked with in the past that they say, I only want to do cat work, and we will call them every storm that happens. Mm-hmm. We will mm-hmm. call them and have them come in. So it's really just either you want to work daily claims, you want to work year-round, or you want to come in for a cat. And right, we do that all the time. I would feel that that's really appealing, though, to have, you know, hey, we work year-round because this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, you, you do have adjusters that are cat chasers because they're money chasers, but myself, if I'm coming into it, you know, if I'm, you know, whether it be family oriented or I'm doing something else, I want to know, I'd rather work consistently and know, and know exactly what I'm doing and then, and doing the same thing every day. It makes it easier. Sometimes people in cat work think it's redundant. I'm so sick of doing the same thing every single day, but you know, people know when the cat works for them and when daily work is for them. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Um, couldn't be based on storm activity. I can't. Absolutely <laughs> not. That it's, is not for me. No. You never know what's going to happen with storms. Last year we thought was going to be a big year for sure, and it yeah. just yeah, it didn't. Other work. than the freeze, I which, was like Texas kind of yeah. like did yeah. it. That took over. <laughs> last everything year else was for like sure. Yep. Um, okay, so <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, for someone who's interested in working desk with CNC, what what's their process? Put an application in. Um, follow up with someone, send a resume. Yeah. You know, is there particular, because I'm on the recruiting side. So, you know, I, if I get a resume, I'm looking over, oh, hey, they're interested in this. Let me send it to this department. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just, is there other, anything other than just submitting an application? Should they follow up with a particular person? What's your suggestion of kind of getting their name brought to light, I should say? Yeah. So it's kind of squeaky wheel gets the grease. You know, you, yeah. you keep calling, you know, you, you submit that application, you send in your resume. If you mm-hmm. hadn't heard anything back, reach out to, you know, HR, recruiting, RTL, whatever the case may be. Reach out to them again. Ask them, do you have opportunities, you know, whether they're, you know, daily work, cat work, whatever you're looking for, really. Um, but I would just say keep your name at the forefront of people's minds. You know, Stay relevant. Exactly. Because, stay relevant. Right. Yeah. Come I mean, to the trainings, you know, mm-hmm. those go on all throughout the year and they're only going to help you be more deployable, you know, for daily or cat. So, right. So brand new, I'm sorry. I mean, I think I cut no, you off. So brand new adjusters like entering this should not be scared to come no. forward. Be like, no. Hey, this is something I really want. I'm new. I don't have a lot of experience, but I'm eager. Get your application and, on file yeah. with HR. Yeah. yeah. And then licenses is obviously the big thing. Yeah. You know, fill out the application, get with HR, stay on them, call them, you know, if, if you're not finding work, we, right now, the carriers that we work for, we could need 10 people tomorrow. Say mm-hmm. something happened, a hailstorm, we could need 10 people tomorrow that we did not need today. So the next 10 people who call, the next 10 people who we have licenses and resumes on our desk, we, we want to see them. So right. staying relevant is the biggest thing there. Mm-hmm. Right, because it can be pretty intimidating coming into this industry. Sure. You know, no experience, mm-hmm. and you're kind of lost in the fold. So my recommendation would be to get the licenses Murphy mentioned earlier, Florida, mm-hmm. Texas, North Carolina, and, and New York, if you're willing. If you're you an know. overachiever. If, <laughs> <laughs> we want those overachievers, right. but yes. go ahead and get those and have them on file with CNC, have them on file with HR so that they know when we are looking for someone, they'll go through their already submitted applications and resumes to say, hey, we've got these people, we want to call them. If we have your information already, we're not having to reach out for it. Right. Update your resume. If you get a new license, update that with CNC, with HR, just so we know what right. you've got and what we're working with so we can call you. Good. Um, I've learned a lot about our desk yeah. operations yeah. <laughs> that I 
was not as familiar with. So I um, appreciate all that. Is there anything that y'all would add to what we've talked about or moving forward? I don't think so. I think we covered a lot today. Yeah, I, I learned a lot on our operations. I'm so yeah, I'm still fairly new uh, to CNC, so I enjoy learning new things. I will say I've enjoyed my you know years at CNC so far. CNC is a great company to work for. I'm not just saying that because I'm here, but I really right. mean it. Like <laughs> CNC has literally been my life for the past five years. They've been through marriage, pregnancy, babies, birthday parties, right. everything from the get go, and been so supportive and an excellent company to work for not only you know day-to-day job stuff but like I said the license reimbursement program some of these licenses can get expensive and it's an investment yes it is I will tell you very much so (laughs) and and not only reimbursement for your initial license but CNC also um, allows for reimbursement for any renewals so next year you have to renew the five licenses for the states that your carrier works for you just submit it, and CNC will reimburse you for it. So every year, super, super convenient. And if we have an adjuster that wants to be part of that, is that something they talk to their manager about, or they contact HR? Yeah, so, and you may have mentioned this also, but you, you have to be an employee first. Right, you know, right. You can't just be, like, on the roster, right. you know, or else anybody. If you're currently that, right. working. Right, okay. yeah. Right. So, I mean, really, other than that, it's not something you have to necessarily apply for or, you know, sign up for. It's, you know, it's just part of the gig, you know, when whenever you okay. have the job, so. So I can't get it just by submitting my application. Right. right. <laughs> just wanted to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> HR would be getting a lot of calls. Right. Yeah. I need this now. Like, sorry, yeah. girl. sorry, y'all. Yeah. No, um, all of our desk adjusters are aware of it. We do discuss it from time to time. But okay. um, they'll say, hey, my, my CEs are due and this is done. I need to go ahead and update those. So once you are, and I do think this is more for daily adjusters for our um, everyday adjusters, you know, coming in for a cat. We're not saying we're paying for your Florida license because cat hit Florida. Right. Um, but for employees of CNC, I know that that is a great aspect of it. Yeah, sounds like, like I said, I'd never you know, yeah. heard of that, but I think that's great. Thank you for listening to this episode of the New Adjuster Podcast by CNC. We hope it was helpful. Be sure to follow CNC to stay updated about all of our upcoming new episodes. Leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening from, and we hope to see you again soon.